Welcome to Bible study. I am blessed. Or if you listen to the last message, I'm more blessed. Go check it out. It's actually a blessing and hopefully you'll be more blessed. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4, we're dealing with filling your bucket with blessings. And we're on the second blessing. You might have heard of them as the Beatitudes. Well, we're calling it filling your bucket with blessings because I think you need a blessing. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4, blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Father, bless our Bible study in Jesus' name. Amen. Most people don't know that back in 1912, Hellman's Mayonnaise, which is a big mayonnaise brand, was manufactured in England. In fact, the Titanic was carrying 12,000 jars of the condiment, and it was scheduled for delivery in Veracruz, Mexico, which was to be the next port in call after the great ship uh, stopped in New York. This would have been the largest single shipment of mayonnaise delivered to Mexico to date. But as we know, the great ship did not make it to New York. The ship hit an iceberg and sank, and the cargo was forever lost. The people of Mexico, who were crazy about mayonnaise and were eagerly awaiting its delivery, were disconsolate at the loss. Their anguish was so great they declared a national day of mourning which they still observe to this day. The National Day of Mourning occurs each year in the, on May 5th and is known, of course, as Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> to mourn is to grieve. You grieve or you're sorrowful. That's what to mourn means. Generally, when things you deeply care about are upset, more than if your mayo sinks, but... It can be the loss of a loved one, the loss of your health, deep regret, a broken relationship, any number of situations that leave you hurting and mourning. You know, in life, we have mountains and valleys. And all of us are looking for something to beat the blues, aren't we? We go face things. In Psalms chapter 55, verses 4 to 6, David said, My heart is sore pained within me. And the terrors of death are fallen upon me. Fearfulness and trembling are come upon me, and horror hath overwhelmed me. And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then I would fly away and be at rest. What was he saying? Get me out of here. I'm going through this, and I don't want to go through it anymore. Well, what we'd like to kind of speak to you about is good grief. Good grief because mourning is grief, but there's a blessing in it. There's a blessing in it because we can find comfort in God. So, if you ever read Psalm 22, Psalm 23, and Psalm 24, well, Psalm 22 is a mountain psalm, and it deals with uh, Mount Calvary. And if you read Psalm 22, you'll read, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Which Jesus spoke on the cross hundreds of years later. You read about, uh, in verse 16, They pierced my hands and my feet. In verse 18, They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. It's a mountain psalm. It deals with Mount Calvary. Psalm 24 is also a mountain psalm. Psalm 24 in verse 3 said, Who shall ascend? into the hill of the Lord? Or who 
shall stand in his holy place. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 22, it says, But ye are come unto Mount Sion, and unto the city of the living God, heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable innumerable company of angels. This mountain is God's home. Psalm 22 is the mountain where Christ suffered and died to give us salvation, deliver us from sin, freedom from the power and the penalty of sin. It's a mountain of blessing for us. Mount Psalm 24, well, it's heaven. That's going to be a blessing. So you get two mountains, one from Psalm 22, our salvation, and one, Psalm 24, our heavenly mountain, our eternal home. And I'm excited about heaven. Well, to get from Psalm 22 to Psalm 24, if you were reading, you'd have to go through Psalm 23. On a map, what's between two mountains? We all know this, right? A valley. Well, the psalm between the mountain Psalm 22 and 24 is a valley psalm. Psalm chapter 23 and verse 4, yea, though I walk through the valley. He's going from Psalm 22 to Psalm 24. And that's what really Jesus is speaking to us about, mourning, facing that valley of life. And whatever you're, 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 you're facing, the psalmist, let's read what he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 4, it said, Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Notice, the word comfort means to call near. And that's what Jesus does. He sometimes doesn't call us out of a situation, but he calls us near to him. And, you know, sometimes we've got to go through some stuff, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but let me read you this poem. I walked a mile with pleasure. She chatted all the way, but left me none the wiser for all she had to say. I walked a mile with trouble. Never a word, said he, but oh, the things I learned when trouble walked with me. When you read this second blessing, really it's good grief. (laughs) Two words seem to jump out of the page. Mourning and comforted. Now these words jump out because they don't really seem like they should be on the same sentence. Maybe not even the same page, right? But that word that I just said, that comfort means parakaleo. It means to come near from the Greek. And Jesus in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. See, the blessing sometimes isn't that the situation changes, but we get the blessing from being near Jesus, though we're going through something. When we're really blessed, we have this inward contentedness, this joy that's unaffected by surrounding conditions. Years ago, we were in the military, and we were doing an exercise in Jordan, in the country of Jordan. And I believe it was a place called Katrana, Al-Katrana, and it was in the middle of nowhere. It was like a road with desert on each side. So we were outside living under some camouflage netting. I don't think we even lived in a tent, but it was warm enough, believe me. 
You wore long pants, long sleeves. I wore a hat. Yes, you wore boots too. And uh, sunglasses and a scarf that, uh, like a brown scarf that you wrapped around yourself to cover your exposed skin. The only thing I didn't wear was gloves. And yes, it was very hot. It was so hot that my exposed skin of my hands, it was the top of my hands, they got blistered by the sun. It was that hot. Now I'm sharing that because all along this this heat that we were in, someone gave me a soda. And I don't really like warm soda. Okay, I'm picky, but I would rather drink the warm chlorinated water we had. But then someone also brought us some ice. So we had this metal thing called a canteen cup. Pretty looked like it was from World War II, but it 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 fit inside of your canteen holder, and it was like the out molded, looked like the outside of a canteen mold. And uh, we had ice and soda. And so this is about 24 years ago, but I remember having a soda, full an ice cold soda with ice, just full of ice and soda in this metal cup standing in the middle of a desert. And it was comforting. I remember kind of just looking at the soda. (laughs) Now, the Christian life is kind of like that. I've had a lot of sodas since then, but that was a special soda. The Christian life is not comfortable, nor is it really meant to be, but it's a comforted life. Now, the following passage is often read at funerals. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. In verses 3 to 5, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we, excuse me, we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. You know that really, as a Christian, sometimes you've got to go through something. You've got to go through something. I remember I was going through something, and it was financial. And uh, I was hoping for something to work out, and I was working to make it work out, and it didn't seem to be working out. And what happened? Well, it began to cause me some grief. And so I remember I I began to talk to the Lord about it because that's what you should do. Talk to the Lord about it. You know, you can't be comforted unless you go to the comforter. So I began to talk to the Lord about it and, you know, like, what do I do? Give me some guidance. And you know what the Lord told me? Don't do anything. Now, that's what I did. It's a preacher. Did it work out? It did. Not the next day, not the next week. Maybe it was a month or so. I don't remember when it worked out. But you know what happened? When I prayed and gave that situation to God, I was blessed. Why? Because I wasn't mourning, grieving, sorrowful. I was comforted. Now, I was comforted before it worked out. And so for that next month, I didn't have to worry. Brethren, you can be blessed When you give that thing to Jesus, he can give you comfort. You see, Jesus knew what mourning was. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 53, he was a man of sorrows. He bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows. Now, if Jesus carried them, speaking of going to the cross, 
Why do I have to carry them? Now, we can face things, but we don't have to live in that mourning. He gave us the oil of gladness. That's what we have. The Bible says in John chapter 16 and verse 33, These things have I, I have spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. Now, Jesus said we're going to have peace and tribulation at the same time. Why? Because we're in the world. Welcome to the world, right? But he said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. We can overcome this situation with the comfort in Christ. And brethren, that's a blessing. You see, whether it's godly sorrow, and maybe that sorrow is speaking... These, these blessings are not salvation, but if you're saved, these blessings deal with a growing Christian character. They're godly characteristics. The Bible says that godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of. But the sorrow of this world, of the world, worketh death. Paul in 2 Corinthians wrote that this church in, in Corinth uh, they had been rebuked in 1 Corinthians. Well, they, they worked things out. They began to mourn over their sin. And it was a church. They were Christians, but they were wrapped up. They were a young Christian church. They were wrapped up in all kinds of sin. Well, they repented. Notice, for behold, this selfsame thing that ye sorrowed after a godly sort. Now, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 11. Like 7-11. That ye sorrowed after a godly sort. What carefulness it wrought in you. Yea, what clearing of yourselves. Yea, what indignation. Yea, what fear. Yea, what vehement desire. Yea, what zeal. Yea, what revenge. In all things ye have approved yourself to be clear in this matter. They began to mourn over their past uh, way of living and they, they began to overcome it. They begin to reflect. Being a Christian is a reflective life. If you've done something wrong, you, you, you know, it's more than just regretting the past. It's bringing our past, present, and future before God and say, God, I messed up. I can't do this without you. That could be mourning or grieving for past sins. But mourning could also be mourning or grieving for those who are oppressed, those who are still not saved. Have you ever grieved for someone who's lost? Well, did you find comfort? Because the Bible says you'll be blessed because you'll be comforted. I remember I invited a coworker to church when I was in Bible school. And I remember he said something like, not going to be there. At least he was honest, right? He was like a mountain of a man. He must be six, seven, literally. You know, I'm not like trying to show how big the fish was that I caught. He was a big man and strong. We worked in construction and he was quite a worker. Well, one night overcome with emotion, I remember I was, I maybe heard this song about the cross and I was in my Bible school dorm room and I'm not a crier, but I cried. I poured out my heart to prayer and God, including for this man. And uh, I believe the next day, I saw him kind of looking, had that serious kind of pensive look. And I said, you know, what's going on? What, what you think, you know, how you doing? He said, he said something like this, I'm thinking about life. And then he said to me, he said, pray for me. And I was like, whoa. And I said, I have been. Not I will, but I had been the night before. 
Well, I believe it was that weekend he and his wife came to church Sunday and he prayed to ask Christ into his life. I was comforted because I took that person, I took that person to the Lord in prayer and I was blessed. You know, love takes time, love takes work. You know, sometimes people won't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Did not Jesus say, pray ye the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest field? People go through something. A man saw his friend, he hadn't seen him in a little while, and his, both of his ears had these big bandages on him. And he said, what happened? He said, you won't believe it. My wife left the iron on next to the bed. So I went to bed, in the middle of the night, the phone rang, and I accidentally picked up the iron instead of the phone and put it up to my ear. And the friend said, Ay, that's awful. But that explains one ear. What happened to your other ear? See, both ears are bandaged. He said, I know, I know. They called right back. <laughs> a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. We need something in our heart to give us comfort. There's something magical about going through something awful. It be can make us bitter, right? But it can make us better. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 10, For it became him for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. The Bible said, For his anger endureth but for a moment. In his favor is life. You ever been rebuked by God? You ever been kind of raked over the coals by the Holy Ghost? You know what the rest of that scripture is? Psalms chapter 30 and verse 5. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. It's really kind of getting messed up with God and you get corrected by God, but his, his anger doesn't last forever. If we have to mourn for uh, uh, something in our life or mourn for something that happened in someone else's life, that we're praying for them, the Bible says that we'll be comforted. And that's a blessing. So a preacher, can God set a table in the wilderness? The Jews ask that in Psalm 78. Can God furnish a table in the wilderness? Well, guess what? For about 40 years, he did furnish this stuff called manna, which means what? God furnished a table in the wilderness, keeping his people fed. The Bible says he can also furnish a table, prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And the Bible says that we're still followed and Christians are followed by goodness and mercy all the days of our life. A man placed some flowers on the grave of his dearly departed mom and he started back toward his car and his attention is diverted to this other man kneeling at a grave. And the man seems to be praying with profound intensity and keeps repeating, why did you have to die? Why did you have to die? The first man says, sir, I don't wish to interfere with your private grief, but this demonstration of pain is more than I've ever seen before. Who are you mourning for? Was it a loved one? A a family member, and the mourner takes a moment to collect himself, and he said, no, my wife's first husband. You know that if we're mourning, the Bible says, we can be comforted. There's a song that I've heard saying, and I'd like to read the last verse to you. It's called Through It All. And the last verse says, I thank God for the mountains. And I thank him for the valleys. 
I thank him for the storms he brought me through. (laughs) For if I'd never had a problem, I wouldn't know God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God could do. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all, through it all, I've learned to depend upon his word. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Good grief is what God has promised. If you're mourning, take that concern to Jesus. Let him call you near unto him and find that blessing in the one that said he would never leave us nor forsake us. And let me tell you, someone's watching your life to see that blessing that dumps into your bucket. Fill your bucket with blessings. Put that blessing in your bucket. (laughs) I pray it's a blessing. God bless you is our prayer. See you at church. Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 1857 Wells Road. Rain as it has been in the last two weeks. Hopefully shine. God bless you is our prayer. And uh, we pray that God is holding on to you. He's faithful. Amen.